0: Well welcome, thank you all so much for spending this time together and prioritising each other as we grow together in Followers of the Jesus Way. This week and next week we're actually going to explore a practice and it's the practice of prayer. So the Gospels are filled with Jesus praying. Prayer was the centre point of his relationship with the Father. He made time for it above eating, he prioritised it more than sleeping it doesn't appear that prayer for jesus was what he had to do it was what he got to do it wasn't an item on his to-do list that just got knocked down and down and down and down i wonder if i was to ask each of you to do an anonymous survey on prayer how do you feel you're doing in prayer do you feel like you're knocking it out of the park that you're praying like jesus prayed that you wake up each and every morning and you just feel like your prayer life is flourishing, that you're hitting the ground running, that life in your prayer is fantastic. My guess is that many of you would feel probably not like that. That maybe sometimes you feel like, what's the point in me praying? Do my prayers really have any kind of impact? Maybe sometimes it even feels like prayer is pretty boring, that you're easily distracted. Ooh, a new Netflix series. Or, did my phone just light up? Let's just check. And before you realise it, 40 minutes is gone of scrolling through the latest newsfeed or WhatsApp chats that you've missed overnight. And when you do pray, maybe you're just thinking, what am I meant to be praying about? Oh, I need to pray for those people that I said I'd pray for and I've forgotten, so I'll bring them in prayer now. Those situations and relationships and those nearest and dearest that I need to pray into. And then there's the world issues, pray for world peace, Uh, the leaders around the world, I just pray for them. And that's two minutes gone and you're then thinking, I've got nothing else to say. And we come away feeling pretty despondent i'm sure there aren't too many listening who don't feel they need to have some kind of teaching in prayer and practice prayer that we're going to do over these next two weeks and if that is you can i say don't worry we're in really good company even the disciples realized how lacking they were in prayer after they'd spent time with jesus As you've just read Luke 4, Jesus is praying, and so often we see in his life he's taken time to pray. The priority was prayer, and his disciples have seen this, and as he finishes, they come to him and they say, Jesus, teach us to pray. Now, remember, Jesus is a rabbi. He was a teacher. The idea was that the followers of that rabbi would mimic that rabbi's way of living. So the disciples here see the way that Jesus prays, and they see their own prayer and think, this doesn't match up. Jesus, will you teach us to pray? It's interesting that prayer is the only topic we see the disciples directly ask Jesus to teach them on and how does Jesus respond not with a story not with a parable not with another question which was so often the teaching method of Jesus instead he gives them a prayer an example a model which for many around the world are the words they use on a daily basis to pray and if you don't know what to pray the words to say in prayer then this is a great place to start but I also think Jesus is giving us more than just words He's giving us a model we can build our prayer life upon. And depending on which gospel you read from, you just read the shorter version in Luke 4. There's also a longer version in Luke 6 where Jesus says this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation But deliver us from the evil one so we're going to unpack this teaching from jesus over the next two weeks as we explore the spiritual formation the spiritual practice of prayer together see for me prayer simply put is connection with god part of that connection is talking with god notice i didn't say talking to god that's part of it, but it's not where Jesus starts as he gives us this model for those that follow him. Jesus doesn't get to speaking to God or asking anything of God until about halfway through this model of prayer. He doesn't start with the God I need, God would you do, God help this person or that person of this circumstance or situation. Instead, he comes and he says, pray like this, our father in heaven. See, for Jesus, the requests and talking to God are important, but they're not primary. Instead, I think there's four things from these first couple of passages that we can read here that we see that Jesus is just of saying: get deep down inside of you. you. Know these like you know nothing else. If you get to know these things, your prayer life and prayer with the Father will be transformed. And instead of feeling flat, you'll feel alive in your prayers. And in fact, actually, I think your, your relationship with Jesus will start to feel less of a burden and more of a blessing. If you can get these four things, if you can know these four things. And when I say no, I mean get them deep down inside. of you spend time dwelling on them, bringing them to God, asking for his spirit to work in your life, bringing healing where it's needed. Four things for us to journey with this week. And the first is this. God is your this Jesus' favourite term for God. Jesus saw God as Father and Jesus wants us to do the same. Now this alone for many may be something of a struggle. You know, I've got a great relationship with my dad. But for many, their earthly father has impacted how we see our heavenly father. And hearing the term father brings fear, not faith. And there's a father wound there that we carry into our relationship with God. And maybe in your talking with God, this is where you need to start. Start right where you're at. If it's the first two words of this model, our Father, whoa, hang on a minute, God, I need to start right there. Maybe this is a journey of healing that God's gonna take you on that will deepen your connection with God. I was speaking with somebody recently who's been a Christian for years, been praying for years, but it wasn't until recently they were just thanking God for who he is and what he'd done in their life. And they then wrote this after the experience they had to me. They said, suddenly, I suddenly realised how loved I was. Just as a true father loves his child, this is something I had never experienced from my earthly father. who was prone to drinking and violence from his experiences. As a child, I lived on eggshells, never knowing how he would be. Suddenly, I am now safe and I am loved. I started to cry. So years of praying, years of trusting God as Father, even if that's not what we're experiencing deep down. We stay with it. We give it to God. We say, you tell me, God, to approach you as Father. Help me. Heal those wounds. Why? Because this is really important to Jesus. Jesus says this is the starting point, because unless we know God as Father, we can never fully understand what it means to be his child. Let me explain it like this. Right now, just close your eyes. Just picture God right now. Bring into your mind's eye whatever image you have of God when I tell you, picture God. Whatever image you have of God right now will shape how you pray. In fact, I want to dare to say it will shape how you live. If the image you have is as a distant old man on a cloud, think of how that shapes you as his child. If the image you have is an angry, unapproachable God, think how that shapes your conversations with him. If you see an authoritarian boss type figure or maybe your God is an impersonal energy force. Whatever image you have of God, it shapes everything about who we are. You can open your eyes. Jesus says to those who follow his way, God is to be seen and to be experienced, first and foremost, as a father. John Tyson, who's a pastor in America, says, unless you break the stronghold of false images of God in your mind, you'll never be drawn to prayer. Maybe if you're struggling in prayer, you need to come back to this place. God, you're my father. One writer says he used to spend hours just praying, Abba, I belong to you. Father, I belong to you to heal those wounds. This is because prayer is our response to the person of God. And for some, it starts with breaking those false images of experiencing God as God is, not experiencing the God of the image we have of him. So Jesus says prayer has to start with God as our father, our father. The second thing is our father in heaven. Now, as soon as I say those words to you, you probably get another image in your head. Heaven. The, the image in the, cl- the city in the sky, the clouds, the, the, the place way off over there while we're right down here, far away. The place you go to and you're going to live there forever when you die. That's not the New Testament view of heaven. In fact, here in this prayer, in the original language, in the Greek, the word that's used is not our father in heaven. The word for heaven is actually plural. And a better literal translation would be our father in the heavens. It's the same word that's used for air. It's the same word that's used for sky. The idea is that god is not way up out there out the way where we can't reach him and we're right down here jesus is saying the image you have of god is your father and he is as close to you as the air is up against your skin that's how close your father is to you john mark Comer, who's a writer says the damage done by thinking that heaven is a far-off place in the future, rather than thinking of the heavens as all around us in the present can't be put into words. Most of us don't feel close to God all the time, but we are. Augustine says that God is the reality whose centre is everywhere and whose circumference is nowhere. Can I tell you, God does not know how to be absent. This is the second point in Jesus' model of prayer. Jesus says, God is your father. Start to work with that, deal with that. And he's with you. He is present. And until you get that deep down inside of you, prayer will feel like we are performing in order to get God's attention. That he is distant and uninterested. And we'll start to feel like prayer is a duty rather than a delight. And this leads to the third thing. Notice there's been no requests at all mentioned in this prayer so far. We're going to get to that. But first, we need to get our view of who we are praying to sorted first. Who he is, his nature, what he is like. He is our father. He is in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed isn't a word that we would use that often, is it? I mean, outside of the Lord's Prayer, I can't think of a single time I've gone like, may your hallowed be your shoes Wow, loving the shoes. Hallowed isn't a term that we use, but basically it means to be set apart as holy. Now that perhaps doesn't help you because what does holy mean? Well, holy means to be completely unique, special, set apart without any parallel in the universe. God is holy. He is good. He is love. He is joy. He is peace. There is no other being in the universe that comes close or even compares to God. And so when you pray, Jesus said... It's not about asking for what you need. Yes, that's part of it, and we'll get there. But before that, it is a joyful, grateful, worshipful enjoyment of the Father's company. Timothy Keller, in his uh, more recent book on prayer, said, To hallow God's name is to have a heart of grateful joy towards God, and even more, a wondrous sense of his beauty. Consider how different this is from the normal way we use prayer to get things. We may believe in God, but our deepest hopes and happiness reside in things. As in how successful we are in our social relationships. We therefore pray mainly when our career or finances are in trouble or when some relationship or social status is in jeopardy. When life is going smoothly and our truest heart treasures seem safe, it does not occur to us to pray. Seldom or never do we spend sustained time adoring or praising God. We know God is there, but we tend to see him as a means through which we get things to make us happy. For most of us, he has not become our happiness. Jesus is saying, Hallowing his name means setting him as a part, as unique, as special, as the source of our emotional well being. Not being the one that gives us the stuff that we think we need in order to be happy, but being the very source of that happiness. The Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I want. Psalm 23 that some of us are memorizing together. Can we say we fully know God as Father, who is as close to us as the air? And is the source of everything that makes us happy. If not, then maybe we need to spend some time journeying with God into whichever part of that seems to be provoking a response in us. Because until we do, prayer will just be a duty we have to do. Number one, God is our father. Number two, he is in the heavens all around us up close. Number three, we get to gratefully, joyfully enjoy the Father's company, hallowing his name. And fourth, and this is where I'm going to end today, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. We're going to pick this up again next week, but I'm going to land with it just to say this, your prayers make a difference. Jesus is saying one of the primary ways we will see the kingdom of God on earth as in heaven is through prayer. Max Lucado says our prayers may be awkward our attempts may be feeble but since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it our prayers make a difference. Your prayers change reality. When you pray things happen This is what Jesus seems to believe. But I'm not sure how many of his followers, certainly in the majority world, actually believe this. That when we pray, things will happen. Because if we don't believe that, then we're forever going to feel that prayer is a dead weight. What's the point? Do my prayers really matter? But Jesus tells us prayer has power. And this model that Jesus gives us. He says your prayers start to shift things on earth to make it more like god's kingdom and some days we're going to feel like we're nailing it other days we're going to feel like stressed out headless chickens but over time as we lean into this we'll start to see our hearts change towards prayer which really means changing in our connection with the father